The epic and unbeatable at Scrabble. The Nerds with Attitude! To the NWA or Dragon Brothers, whichever one you're listening on, I am Old Hunter Rage. Uh, welcome to a new segment, I guess, uh, if this becomes a thing, called Raging Solo, where I will be talking about, by myself, uh, just my my taste in music and probably like some you know upcoming and just released albums which brings me to today's subject matter uh, i will be talking about trivium's newest album called in the court of the dragon um i was particularly super excited about this album so i felt like i needed to talk about it um so it, it came out october 8th that was another big deal. It came out the day after my birthday, so I felt like I really needed to talk about it. Um, and this is my favorite band, Trivium, from Orlando, Florida. Uh, they once called themselves the next Metallica, and at this point, it is definitely starting to come true. You can quote me on that, because I love them that much. <laughs> uh, so this is their 10th... Uh, yeah, their 10th studio album. Uh a follow-up to last year's What the Dead Men Say, which was a quick turnaround for a new album, and I was quite surprised because as soon as they released that last album, they were like, yeah, we're already working on the next one. So that was exciting. Um, a little bit, a tiny bit of backstory, because I will be referencing some of their other, other albums uh, during this. Uh, my favorite album of theirs is 2008's Shogun. Uh, every song on that thing is a masterpiece uh it holds probably my favorite of their songs called throws of perdition uh shit's heavy it's got greek mythology uh it's god just go listen to it I, i i might put links to you know their albums or something i have plenty of playlists of theirs but uh enough messing around let's go ahead and get into this uh I will go track by track. I'll try to I'll try to keep this somewhat brief. Um, I know for some of them it's not going to be brief. because Some of them are fantastic. Um, and so we start in the court of the dragon. The first uh, the first track is called X. It's just like a, a it's like a minute and a half instrumental. It just kind of sets the tone for what the album is going to be. Um, very cinematic very dramatic very tense um and then right at the end because they just have to be such dramatic guys there's a dragon roar which leads right into the title track which is track two in the court of the dragon and boy they uh it's only the first song on the album and they came out swinging almost immediately matt heafy has uh He's been changing his vocals throughout, you know, their their history in uh, in the music, and he sounds like he's on a whole new level with this with this album, and it you can immediately hear it with this song. Dude came out, and it's funny the fact that they open it with um, a dragon roar because once he starts yelling, it almost sounds like the same thing. Um, it's he's got such good vocals. The the drums are uh, off the chain. Uh, the riff of this song, the two guitarists and the bassist, boy, that riff is groovy. I- I'm not like a magician or a magician, Jesus, a musician in any right. 
um i have a guitar that i got in like middle school and i haven't played it i don't know how to play it i might take lessons one day but uh i'm not a musician in any right so i don't know all the technical terms of anything um I just like the way it makes me feel. <laughs> it makes me, you know, head bob and head bang, and you know, it's just that song is so good. Plus, it's got this incredible like solo part in the middle of it, where they do so many shift changes during the song, where it's like almost a jazzy type of beat, and all of a sudden it turns into blast beats, and they they bust out damn near a Dragon Force solo, and it's incredible. Um, I had heard that song already we're still talking about in the court of the dragon uh i'd heard that song already because that was the first single they put out for this album before it actually came out it came with a music video the music video was like nine minutes long the song itself is like five minutes so there was four minutes of just movie shit that they're they want to start doing now and it was really good um but in the court of the dragons an incredible song uh next after that was like a sword over Damocles, which a lot of these songs I'm pretty sure have some sort of um, basis in mythology of every kind. Really, they 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 definitely have a penchant for Greek mythology, which I'm pretty sure uh, Damocles is. Um, like a sword over Damocles has a really good riff to it, but it also has one of the most catchy uh, choruses on the entire album. Um, it also has an incredible solo. Yeah, uh, I'm starting to realize that they, um, a lot of their songs do have incredible solos, but there's been, since Shogun, they started to not particularly shy away from doing solos, but it seems like they're starting to make a comeback with the, the really big ones, which is something I'm, I'm definitely a fan of, because, uh, it's kind of the reason I like <laughs> heavy metal music. It's the so it's just guitar work in general. I, I love the way um, some of these musicians can do the things they do with their guitars. It's it's incredible. Um, and then after that, it's Feast of Fire, which is I would say probably the only radio friendly song on this album. By radio friendly, I I mean honestly, I would listen to any of these songs if they came on the radio. But that's just because I'm. A big fan of this band um feast of the fire would be that kind of song that they don't scream a lot in in this song uh it's got a very catchy chorus to it uh you can i pretty much relate to the to the lyrics and everything it's got a catchy opening riff to it it's you know it's everything you could hear on the radio um so that doesn't make it bad it's still a really good song um the way the the intro starts kind of muted at first is really cool until it builds into something um uh yeah that i mean that song's still good uh, there's no, nothing wrong with it being a radio song uh after that is a crisis of revelation which is actually i didn't particularly like this one at first I, well not that i didn't like it i just was sort of impartial to it I was like, eh, it's okay, when I first heard it. Um, of course, this album came out 10 days ago, and I've listened to this album almost every day, something like that, it feels like it. Um, Best of Revelation definitely grew on me, because it's, uh, 
immediately opens with the exact type of beat and guitar work that I enjoy in heavy metal. It's uh, it's one of those songs that starts off strong and it doesn't get it doesn't let up until the very end of it. It also has an incredible song. All just kind of assume that all these songs have really good solos in them. <laughs> uh, Price of Revelation is definitely uh, no slouch on this album. It definitely keeps up with the rest of them. Um, it's it, the chorus is. It, it kind of sounds like, uh, I would say, it sounds like a song that would have been on their Crusade album, which a lot of Trivium fans don't particularly like. I enjoy all of I, I have a thing about all of their albums because um, if you really listen, if you listen to each album back to back, it doesn't sound like the same band, which is cool because you know some bands they'll get like they they have this certain sound at the beginning and then they end up changing and then they find their sound and they stick with that sound until you know whatever the new album is uh with trivium they just every i haven't been able to pinpoint what their sound is because each album sounds different and it's always because of where the band members are in their personal, well, I guess personal lives, if you want to say it that way, um, they they've just recently started to hit their stride for real after um, 2017's "The Sin and the Sentence," when they got their drummer Alex Bent, and uh, that man is a fucking machine. Uh, and ever since he showed up, they've been on a fast track to, I would say probably one of the best metal bands in existence right now and that, that's a tall order but i think they've definitely earned it and uh they most certainly earned it for me with this next song and their next so the next song after crisis of revelation is called the shadow of the abattoir which is my favorite song on this entire album this thing is let me check it is seven minutes and 11 seconds i kind of like long songs i'm i'm one of those people uh the shadow of the abattoir starts off like it sounds kind of sad at the beginning um and they just hit the way matt's vocals come in during this song is he's so quiet and like melodic and almost melancholic and it's just it, it feels so dreary which leads into again the catchiest chorus on this entire album in my opinion anyway. i don't it might not be that way for a lot of other people um this song is just an absolute beast of a song it's one of the best it's definitely the best song on this album in my opinion um which fun fact if you didn't know what an abattoir is i didn't either when i heard the song for the first time so I looked it up. Uh, an abattoir is a slaughterhouse. Uh, so there's that. The chorus is incredible. Um, it's yeah. And the way he sings it is, it, it feels like there's a bigger story behind this particular song, and not like a particular uh, story in their lives or anything. It's just it just feels like there's lore 
with this song like they base it off something which i i found out that most of this album aside from the ones that are obviously you know greek mythology related or some sort of mythology a lot of the other songs the ones that sound like they have a mythology to them it's just their own storytelling thing that they've made up with this album like in the court of the dragon is i think based off of a short story uh by somebody i can't remember their name um but uh, a lot of the album is just made up of their own kind of mythology that they've created for this particular album which kind of leads into their whole dramatic and cinematic element that they've been going with uh for this album's release uh it's i can't talk about shadow of the abattoir enough because this song is it's so good after the second chorus it starts to get heavier the way that a trivium song definitely starts to sound and uh, i'm so consistently surprised at how they can juggle being so melodic and not soft but not quite as heavy as they can be but then they immediately switch into being the heavy that they usually are it's um god i love this band <laughs> you'll probably hear me say that a lot during this uh after that is no way back just through which see, i had to listen to it a, a few times this is another i would say i could hear this one on the radio as well it sounds more like a song that would have belonged on uh vengeance falls which I believe was their 2013 album, if I remember correctly. Um, that song had a lot of, or that album had a lot of songs about just perseverance in, in general. Um, there's a particular song on that album called Through Blood and Dirt and Bone, I believe the whole name was. No Way Back Just Through sounds like it's part two to that song. Um, it's not bad by any means. I think it's a great song. Uh, it just, I, I wouldn't say it feels out of place. No, you know what? Yeah, it feels out of place. It, it feels like it should have been on Vengeance Falls. Um, but still, a fantastic song. Then comes what I assume they would, they would call a ballad uh, in the next song called Fall Into Your Hands. And this one is also a long one, it's 7 minutes and 45 seconds. Um, also an incredibly catchy chorus. Jeez, all of these songs have really catchy choruses. It's one of those things where like, you listen to the, the, the songs, and even though you can't... I'm that kind of person when I listen to a song, if I can latch onto the riff, like the tune of the riff, if I can latch onto it and I start humming it, I'll start learning the song more and more you know as i go on um with fall into your hands i i heard the riff and i was like that's easy enough and then they do the exact same riff during the chorus and they just sing over it and it's so good it's so good um again this one actually sounds pretty sad and i've noticed they started doing more orchestral pieces that they started including in some of their songs um you definitely hear in this one uh, during the uh, I believe they call it the pre-chorus 
right before they hit the chorus. Uh, you can definitely hear it in there, but you can hear it right at the end of Fall Into Your Hands. This is beautiful orchestral piece that's still playing the tune of the song, but now you hear it not heavy. You hear it like it's... Imagine like somebody just won a battle but they lost everybody in the process and they and they're just like walking off the battlefield all sad it sounds like that and that's kind of how like my my mind you know processes music in general i if i can imagine something epic happening to the music then it helps me and that helps me like really get into the music more and more and you know so on and so forth um after falling to your hands is I would say my least favorite song on this album. Um, again, I don't think it's a bad song. Uh, it's called From Dawn to Decadence. Uh, this is another song where I was just, I can't pinpoint the, uh, <laughs> the actual tune to it. And uh, I haven't been able to actually just kind of remember how the chorus goes. It's just kind of one of those songs where I just got through, you know, Shadow of the Abattoir and Fall Into Your Hands. So now I'm like still reeling for both of those songs. And then this one comes out and I'm just like, eh, it's okay. Uh, eh. I, it's it's going to be for a lot of other people, I would say. This one sounds like it should have been on Sin in the Sentence, uh, 2017. Kind of sounds like... Um, Oh, what was that song on there? It was like it thrown into the fire or the revan the revanchist the revanchist. I can't remember how to pronounce it. Um, sounds like one of those songs. If you uh, go back and listen to that album, so I, again, it's not bad. I I just wasn't you know my favorite. Uh, and then we close out the whole album with the Phalanx, which is a song that they did in collaboration with Bethesda because they did it for uh, uh, um, the Elder Scrolls game which that was a shock because I think Bethesda had some stream with uh, the Elder Scrolls uh, team or something like that and Trivium showed up and was like yeah here's a new song and it was the Phalanx the Phalanx definitely sounds like it should be on uh, Shogun um because I'm, if I remember correctly, the Phalanx is a Spartan battle formation or something like that. I can't remember. But this one sounds like it should have been on Shogun. It even kind of just sounds like um, I, I could have heard it on What the Dead Men Say as well. Uh, maybe Vengeance Fall. It, it, a lot of songs on this album definitely take influence from you know previous albums and, and such. Um, which is it's cool because like I said they, they sound different in every album and even though they sound different in this one you can still hear some of the other albums in it. so it's not like they've completely abandoned their sound uh, as they go from album to album um, The Phalanx is another one where it's like I, I don't remember how the chorus goes and I can't no I can remember how the uh the intro riff goes because the intro riff is actually pretty epic and it has has a good build to it um but it's a very strong finish to this album um that was that that's the whole album again shadow of the abattoir is my favorite 
um if you're a lover of heavy metal or if you're just looking to dip your toe into heavy metal in the slightest i would definitely recommend this band i don't know if i would recommend this album almost immediately i would say you should start off with uh silence in the snow because that's one of their uh not quite as heavy albums mostly because matt hafey uh i believe he blew out his voice during a concert so uh silence in the snow was around the time where he was still working on rebuilding his voice so he did no screams or growls or anything on that album um shockingly enough the title track of that album sounds like the opening of batman the animated series go listen to it i dare you you'll see what i'm talking about <laughs> um but yeah that's that's really all i have for you um if you like i said if you're looking to get into heavy metal i would definitely give this band a try um if you haven't listened to this album and you are a fan go <laughs> if you're a fan of this band and uh you know you you like the majority of their stuff you're gonna love this album it's an incredible album it's definitely one of their strongest it's not the strongest and it's not my favorite like i said shogun is it's gonna take a lot for shogun to be knocked off the top but this one is probably i would say like top five for sure um which i don't know i might do more uh album reviews for them i might just go through their whole discography and talk about them or i don't know I might try to convince the other guys, <laughs> the other guys, to listen to them, uh, which is going to be a hard task, and I don't think I'll succeed. But you know, I can try. Um, but if you like this video, uh, please like it, comment, tell me what your favorite Trivium album is, tell me what your favorite band is, and tell me their your favorite album by them or your favorite song. Just tell me whatever you want about music, because uh, I do very much enjoy talking about music and i know there's a lot of people out there who also do um so here's a spot for you to come talk about it and i will i'll most likely be down there talking about it as well uh which would be great um but remember like comment subscribe and uh as we as walt always says but i'm gonna say it now because i'm the only one here <laughs> uh you have a wonderful beautiful day you wonderful and beautiful nerd deuces